This morning, we covered some shit. I know. We've covered. Some I've got two notebooks. I switched yeah. halfway through. And you guys know what's what's crazy? Like not. I think it'll be like. Excuse me. You're good. I think it'll be like two episodes. In two episodes, it'll be two years since the first episode came out. Wow. Yeah. Like, not the next one, but the one after that will come out, like, three days prior to, like, the two-year to the day. Crazy. Yeah. Damn, it's been two years. Yeah. March 12th, 22. Was when the first episode got posted. The first episode. The first ever. The first ever. But, the first episode of what? The first episode of What You Spinning, obviously. Shit. It's episode 65, though. We're, that's long gone. First episode's long gone, clearly. Uh, we were just kind of mentioning two years is almost around the bend. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dorian, as always, joined by Jake and Matt. We're here in the Table Factory, the Empty Table Stadium, uh, having a grand old time. Sun's peeking out for the first time in a couple of days. It so is. It's nice. Mm-hmm. I see blue sky. I see I see. But how are you guys doing? Good, man. I'm doing good. I'm glad we're in person, hanging out. Oh, yeah. You know, just talking about music. Another great pick by all of us this week. Oh, yeah. I feel like every time we get together, we always pick different albums. Sometimes we'll get on the same genre, but like, Mm -hmm. I can't remember the one that happened last. I feel like since we always just pick different things. Yeah. And I love that. I think like really since the hip hop bracket, we haven't yeah, all we definitely all three of us definitely haven't picked the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like I if, think it inspired us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think also it's like it's very rare that like two of us will have something similar ish. You know, not like the exact same genre, but like you did Fugazi and that inspired me to do fucking Dead Kennedys and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. So. But no, you're right. Uh, great picks today. I'm super stoked to get into that. But let's let's hold off on that for a second. Y'all listening to anything that you want to talk about? Uh, that you want to talk about? What about you, Jake? Uh, not really. A lot. Just a lot of music in general. Mm-hmm. These picks. Uh, since we like had two weeks to listen to it, or before we were doing just a week. Mm-hmm. It gives me time to listen to other things throughout the first week that I do it, but I've just gone straight into this mm-hmm. whole two weeks just with these albums, mm-hmm. and I've appreciated them a lot. Yeah. Um, so really, not a whole lot. I'm okay. really just dedicated to these. I feel like I've gotten familiar with a lot of them. Um, apart from that, I mean, I mean, in music news, the Grammys happened. The Grammys did happen. What did we think about that? I mean, I didn't watch for I didn't sure. Watch I don't. Feel, I feel like no one watches. Mm-hmm. But no, I didn't. I think if you're in a lot of the mainstream music, uh, the radio friendly music, like that's something you'd watch and like mm-hmm. be like you know be able to, you know, interpret and like, core like talk about. Like, right. I can't, I can't talk about because I don't mm-hmm. know any of that. You know. Yeah. Well, so I'm not, I, I'm not trying to be a snob. I'm just saying I don't listen to the radio. No, that's all. 
Right. And well, and that I'm in the same boat, but there's also like even stuff that like I feel like we cover on the podcast this in 2023, like those albums that came out. Like I looked through like the nominations and uh, Taking Back to Eden by Sleep Token didn't get nominated for any yeah, of them. Of course. I saw that. And I was like, that was Definitely huge. Should've. I was like, that album was huge. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Joe Schmo down on the corner, like at least knew the summoning, you know? Yeah. I was like, at least that song. I like literally was scrolling through. I was like, of course the summoning's gonna get like best hard rock performance or some right. shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, not like not even. Mm-hmm. The only thing I saw that I was like could be like, oh, I remember I heard something off of that was like Fred again got a yeah. nomination, but I don't think won anything. Like yeah, the Brian Eno one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great album. Yeah, yeah, he got he got an award. For, uh, Fred again got an award. Um, some notable ones that I saw also mm-hmm. was Paramore. They won an award yeah. for something, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. Um, and then hip hop, uh, Killer Mike, Killer Mike okay. won yeah. I think best album mm-hmm. for hip hop, which was cool. I didn't listen to Michael that much. It was good, uh, but but the songs that I did listen to mm-hmm. were good, like yeah. with uh, Andre Three Thousand. Yeah. That was that was a banger. <laughs> like, yeah, there was some really good stuff on there, but yeah, I was like, okay, like I never really pay attention to the Grammys, mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. But when they come out, I just kind of puts me into perspective what other people listen to, but not really. Yeah. I feel yeah. like so right. I thought that was neat, and I respect all those musicians. They're mm-hmm. all you know great at their craft and mm-hmm. obviously doing what they need to do. But like mm-hmm. uh, Metallica, Jethro Tull. I mean, the Metallica thing was nuts. I mean, we gotta. I mean, someone's gotta fucking say it. I think that's, it, why, what, I think hey, that's why we don't like the Grammys. Like, it's like, well, and then also the reason why I don't like it is because I'm still, I'm still pissed on behalf of Kendrick Lamar losing to <laughs> Macklemore, great example, yeah. losing to Macklemore and Taylor yeah. Swift. You're yeah. talking, you're Good Kid, Mad City, and To Pimp a Butterfly lost to two dog shit albums. Like, I mean, yeah. come on, but. Uh, this one too, like everyone <laughs> liked Kings of D three and mm-hmm. Utopia, and they gave it a killer mic, which I think definitely deserving. Right. It was interesting also how online, like somehow, no one knew who Killer Mike was. It's yeah, like, how do you like, not know oh who the fuck God. Killer Mike is, dude? It's Jump like, off a bridge. It's like, like, like you, yeah. you, you say you're a hip hop fan, but you don't you're know. Not. You're not yeah. who Killer Mike is, yeah. and. Run the jewels and all like this. you're like, not into like, hip hop. Like, yeah. come on, like you can say that. They're like, oh, Travis Scott should have went. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Eh. I don't if, know. If you're not that. saying the Kings of D's album and then Michael and then you know, it's like, yeah, come on, yeah. There's Travis that. Scott. That wasn't even his. That wasn't even his best album, in my opinion, Travis Scott's. But no, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of. There's just a lot of whack stuff. I think it's. I, I never. It comes I, out. It's the same thing with, with like a rock and roll hall of fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some of the bands that are like inducted, like they don't want to be there. Yeah, they shouldn't be there. Rock and roll. What does that have to do with hip hop? Like, have a hip hop mm-hmm. whole thing, like right? To, you know, to conglomerate it and put it in one category is stupid. That's yeah, it. for sure it is. It doesn't. It, that is a great point too. You need to like you know appreciate each genre for what it mm-hmm. is. You know, rock and roll is not hip hop. Yeah, it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like I love. I mean, most Def told us that already. Yeah. yeah fucking get out of here yeah I love Lauren Hill <laughs> you know I love uh, fucking Run DMC 
they're not like and I love the songs or the song that Run DMC did with Aerosmith they're not rock and roll yeah. they don't belong yeah, in the rock nice and roll nice nails is not the level not in the not rock and roll hall of fame at all yeah it's stupid yeah it's weird yeah I, it, always, I always think it's interesting I, I never pay attention to the Grammys but it's mm-hmm. just interesting mm-hmm. it's interesting to see what they come up with it's like mm-hmm. how yeah. it's like oh Taylor Swift won her 20th Grammy in right. the last two years oh sick mm-hmm. cool you know. And then there is always like a sleeper thing like that, like out of the albums that came out, Michael by Killer Mike won. Yeah. And then it's like out of all the songs, like an almost deep cut Zach Bryan song off of his latest album won like the country thing of the year. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, fucking respect. Like, <laughs> it's sad to say that it comes out of album sales and like mm-hmm. money. And like, that's why you just said your example of Taylor Swift. Like, yeah, it's all yeah. about the money and like how many people listen to that song and like over and over. It's like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't that doesn't generate the appreciation for the music and like what it is as an art form? Yeah, and ultimately, like people are going to listen to what they want to listen to. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the Grammys, I, I it really for a lot of people, I feel like has really just swept under the rug because mm-hmm. no one really mm-hmm. either a pays attention or b respects it because mm-hmm. it's in a way it's like it's not really what music's about. It's not about yeah. trying to win that because it's pointless. it's not a competition. Yeah. No. You need to express yourself, mm-hmm. show your craft, you know, send your message, mm-hmm. and like be who you are. Yeah, and that's like it's not that's... a competition at all. You know, it yeah. shouldn't be. No, but it, it, it is. It is it unfortunately. Is. It's, it's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's mm-hmm. all about that. It's a money grab. Well, and to touch on your point, like the be who you are, like the what I used to watch the Grammys for was the performances because there would be there like, would be some good ones. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Faith No More and like other bands like that. Yeah. And not to like, not to bring him up again, but like for recency bias, like Kendrick Lamar used to perform at like every Grammys. It felt like, and his performances were all were all just insanely like telling and all this other stuff. But then it's like the last decade almost, like it's just every year is just a slow decline on like who's even performing there, what songs they're performing there. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know, man. Pandemic ruined a lot of shit. <laughs> God damn it. Well, little did you know we talk about the Grammys at all. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> we haven't. Yeah. Now you know how we feel about modern day music. Mm-hmm. We actually, yeah, we don't really touch on that a lot. We so don't. I'm glad, mm-hmm. we, I'm glad we... And that, I think that's why we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, to let people know about other music that's out there. Right. Definitely. Um, that's mm-hmm. important. That's relevant. That means the same exact thing. Just yeah. because they're not buying it and, you know, selling mm-hmm. millions of dollars and, you know, platinum gold. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. So speaking of music that matters, uh, I kind of asked you guys that to set myself up for this. I just randomly did like shuffle all of my liked music on Spotify on the way home last night. A little song by the name of H by Tool came on. I don't think I've heard that in like five months. Holy shit, man. And, and then I listened to Enema, like the re- like I went home and listened to Enema a little bit. God damn, what an album. Shout out mm-hmm. episode four of the pod, episode Three or four? I wish I could have been there. Somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, man. Enema. I was just like, God damn this album, dude. Listen to it. Listen to it a little bit this morning. You know? In the shower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the fucking I don't mind at the end of H. Every now and again, like, revisits just come up when I do shuffle. It's just like a gem that I, like, liked and I haven't heard again in months or mm-hmm. something that we covered that we haven't talked about in months. That always feels good. So, hell yeah, hell yeah. We do love that. 
Any uh, any other stuff we want to talk about? We've rambled about the Grammys and how much we hate mainstream music. Uh, it's time time to talk about good music. Let's go ahead and do it. So to start that off, we've got Jake's pick, which I'm I'm pretty interested to talk about. So what you got for us? Big yeah. Guy? So don't be uh, a nerd. please don't be a nerd. Please don't nerd. <laughs> it's uh, nerd uh, in search of. Uh, came out in 2002 when it was actually worldwide released. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Pharrell Williams, uh, Chad Hugo, and their friend Shay Haley, mm-hmm. or Shade. Um, it was like a side project that Pharrell and Chad were doing besides the Neptunes. Um, just kind of something that they could do and just be different to what their production side was doing. Um, a lot more instrumentation. Uh, they have a backing band later on in their career with NERD they would you know play their own instruments um, but yeah I've, I've been listening to this for a while now so what are what are you guys thoughts I was gonna say NERD? like you've been a fan of this of like you were super hyped about this last week like mm-hmm. first of all how did you stumble onto it and like why are you such a fan like what like what makes you so happy yeah, so when when I first heard of this, I heard Rockstar, and it was that's a good track. It was on uh, it was on Garage Band. Okay. Or sorry, Rock Band, the one that's not Guitar Hero. Rock Band. Yeah. Rock Band. Yeah, it was on Rock Band, um, as like an additional song that you can get. And me and my friend Diego in middle school, we would play it like all the time. <laughs> that was Shout like out. that was one of our go to yeah one of our go to songs. Um, and like I just it was just super catchy and mm-hmm. I like the guitar riff and I never knew who it was by or what it was right um, and then a couple years down the line like I get reintroduced to um, NERD and Pharrell Williams with uh, like what he was doing with Daft Punk mm-hmm. so then I went into it again really just went down a rabbit hole of getting into all their stuff with clips and oh, yeah. you know all their mm-hmm. other stuff with other uh you know artists so that's kind of my yeah that was my intro to it Mm -hmm. um so yeah i've had a lot of time and appreciation with uh with these guys i was just curious because i know you like pharrell yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it is it is very it's it's interesting i think that like shout out shout out to you like how you managed to bring up uh the neptunes prior to this i think that was like a good tease Mm -hmm. into this because you know they had those like rock esque acts on that album on mm-hmm. clones? Didn't they like wasn't nerd on that too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You're right. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. And so then they're like, okay, here you were like, here's a little tease of this, mm-hmm. and I was like, kind of, I was enamored by that. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, I was like, that's really interesting. Like Pharrell mm-hmm. behind like this, you know, like urban, rock. like like mm-hmm. a rock. I don't picture Pharrell behind like a rock album mm-hmm. at all. No, nothing to say against him. But, like, no, I, that's not what I know of him. Right, yeah. but it works so well. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it works. Hey, I love it. And uh, hearing like everywhere that this goes, you know, and also it like uh, Run to the Sun has like aspects of like the keys on that remind me of shit off of that internet album we just covered. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, like this is like a very Jacob album. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like the most mm-hmm. Jacob album we've had in a while and I think that's hilarious. Yeah, because yeah, it has like a- aspects of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's got some hip hop. Um, it's kind of like trying to bridge hip hop with rock in a right. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting too because the when they first released this in 2001, they released mm-hmm. it in Europe. 
and okay. it was just producer sounding so it was just pretty much them three but not with the rock not oh. with the band in the background so oh, cool it sounded that. very different that would to be different. what this album actually is okay huh. um, I wonder if there's a copy of that out there yeah you can listen to it online um, the singles on everything like they don't have you know the guitar riffs and the drums they just have like it's more production based because that's what they were doing you know yeah mm-hmm. no I get that so with this they were trying to be different and uh, that's when Spy Mob their backing band that was actually on uh, Clones too mm-hmm. um, they came in and they helped with the instrumentation side of it so that's how when they actually released this in 2002 it was like a spy mob with uh like you know uh, neptunes pretty much and then mm-hmm. with shade so that's how this album like came to be um and it sounds a lot better i think with the yeah. rock because it's a lot more experimental mm-hmm. it's it's different it's, different. That it, it's it not is different it blends you know, both genres together for sure mm-hmm. i think musically it's amazing like i feel like they're able to incorporate the guitar and the drums like you said with mm-hmm. the hip-hop sound and even the production sound uh lyrically like it it like there's some good lyrics but I think Pharrell is so like female oriented throughout the whole album mm-hmm. not a bad thing at all but like for me when I picture Pharrell for me my introduction to him was mm-hmm. Despicable Me yeah and mm-hmm. Happy yeah so like listening to Happy and like coming back to this album I'm like damn that's <laughs> a dirty motherfucker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it just yeah. took me for a spin a little bit and I was like wow yeah, and it's just my you know I didn't listen to Pharrell when he was coming out, so mm-hmm. I don't know him. Yeah, and this is a good like the Neptunes is a good introduction, and this yeah. album too. So it's it's good to see a different side of him to mm-hmm. see what like what he's about. Respect him musically, you know he's a great producer, um, and this album's you know very cool. Yeah, it is kind of him leaning into like that rock star like songwriting. Yeah, exactly that that method of songwriting that's like very. Motley Crue, you mm. know, like that, like just like, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he really He's more specific than Motley Crue ever was, but yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Sure. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, he's a little more on the yeah. nose. Yeah. yeah, he's a little. He's not exactly tongue in cheek yeah, about yeah. it. He's tongue in cheek about know, I think you know, being able to talk about things that you go through in life. You know, I'm sure he's speaking to situations he's been in before. You know, these are all true things that he's been through. So you know, being able to put that behind music lyrically, mm-hmm. and, you know. I think it's a positive thing. It's not a bad thing. No, it's it again. It it adds another layer of interesting to it. You know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, like all of this is so well thought out, but then it's like, damn, like he's writing like some crazy, dirty stuff over like these well you could, thought you could out. Write that out yeah. and be really like dramatically incorrect and like mm-hmm. just blatantly rude, and mm-hmm. he's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. at all. I exactly. think he's like polite about it but in a sense dirty about it but also yeah. street about it mm-hmm. there's a little more nuance to it yeah. than yeah. just yeah. being like I want to be like yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's, not, it's not too live crew at all exactly you know, you know, it's, not yeah, Luke. it's not that at all yeah yeah, yeah. It's it's cool too. Face like, down, ass up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we ain't doing that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. They uh, we see kind of too like they're. Give me some fist bumps. The two, oh, the two life crew line, dude. Is that a line? Eighth, eighth, Is that a line they do? It's a song. It's a song they do. That's yeah. like that's the way we like to put. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As nasty as they want. Yep. Man. Exactly. That's funny. That's funny. <sighs> okay, we got a tangent there. That was good. 
My mom, fun fact, actually, real quick, my mom photographed a wedding and like the DJ that they had was playing Two Live Crew and Uncle Luke. <laughs> my mom was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Like no. y'all know my mom, like, so she's just like, "What yeah. the fuck <laughs> is going on?" <laughs> but it's like, Jesus, damn. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> I'd heard of Motley Crue, but uh, never actually listened to them. So hell yeah, check them out. Smoking in the boys' room. <laughs> No, uh, I, I like it too, also seeing like the timeline of their discography. Mm-hmm. Um, like this coming out before Neptune, uh, The Clones, because mm-hmm. this came out in 2002, that was 2003. And then this was also right after that Khalees dropped uh, Wonderland. Mm. So, um, you know, we have features from Khalees and Pusha T and Malice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were performing this live as of like 2008, 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Still on stage, like that's cool that is sick yeah and like just seeing a different side of uh like pharrell with, it is a different side it sure. is yeah because he's very much uh and he's always been very producer heavy but this is like a different where he's not producing as much because right. it was just instrumentation and his voice pretty much um, i think he's like speaking from his heart too and like almost talking about his own life mm-hmm. and like things that he grew up with Right. You know, whether the way his parents raised him or like just going through life and being with females and all that stuff like it's what he went through mm-hmm. yeah lyrically it's it's cool as they will put it out there I, mm-hmm. I think the song Run to the Sun is like a nod to I think one of his grandparents that passed oh wow um, so that was also like kind of deeper in, mm-hmm. in the lyrics mm-hmm. so but yeah it's um like it's it's cool. It's it's poppy. You know, there are other albums that came out after this. Seeing sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the so yeah, definitely uh, just another yeah. timeline in Pharrell that I think is oh, yeah. notable. Mm-hmm. And for it being a debut, it's you know it's very early two thousand still and kind of oh, yeah. has that sound with a little bit of rock in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and they kind of do manage to like slip in some stuff that is you know the fact that it's a ba- a backing band makes it not a sample per se, but like for some reason anytime i heard things are getting better i couldn't like at the very beginning that drum break that happens i couldn't help but uh compare it to rock with you by michael jackson like how that song starts out you know like it has like this same kind of pattern to it just with like a couple extra hi-hats or something thrown in but every time i heard it i was like like the first time i heard it it was so spot on that i was like what the fuck like they cover this song I was like that'd be sick but there, mm-hmm. it wasn't and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean the song itself is great but that intro to me and then there's just like sick bass lines like on Run With The Sun or Run To The Sun uh, you know Tape You has some good stuff there's a weird beat switch and provider mm-hmm. like that's yeah, super yeah, sick yeah. and then it's just like they just don't mention it again like it just happens weirdly in the middle of the song and then goes back to it yep. and it's like what? How, what what yeah. happened there? <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's unique what they were doing, um, and I appreciate it because mm-hmm. uh, I, I like I as much as I love like you know like metal and rock. It, it, with hip hop, people many artists have tried combining rock and hip hop, and oh, sometimes yeah. it's a hit hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you hit it right, like when when it's, it sounds good, it's you know it. It's good. Yeah. So 90, 90% of the time, it doesn't sound Yeah. Good. The yeah. only person that can do it consistently, successfully is Tech 9 
was the only guy who's ever managed to do yeah. it like and continue to do it successfully. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's like that's not for everybody. But yeah. like this it's is hard. this is the perfect like mm-hmm. because it is it almost because then it's like once you start doing it the way that Pharrell did it on this is you can get like into soul and R&B, you know, with like the Khalees mm-hmm. features and everything. It's like, oh, the way that this album was set up and everything really, it was really just set up for success. You mm-hmm. know? So shout out and great pick. I Glad it. you guys liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do top threes. So honorable mm-hmm. mention, uh, I'd go Am I High? Because mm-hmm. I like that No Malice feature. I think mm-hmm. it kind of is... Mal, no, like no malice. He's trying too hard to rap. I feel like, and it kind of throws off the song for me. Yeah, because um, it's like kind of feels more rock oriented. But uh, I think that that one's honorable mention. Number three, Truth or Dare. I love that Khalees and Push feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Tape You, and then number one, Run to this, Run to the Sun. Mm-hmm. Nice. Perfect. Yeah, I'll follow you up. Uh, honorable mention, V must stay together. Mm-hmm. Um, then three, two, one, Brain. I just That's like the chorus nice. in that. Provider number two. And I like Run of the Sun. Mm-hmm. Topic for sure. Nice. I'm going to be kind of similar to you. Uh, honorable mention number one, things are getting better. That drum break, just it hooked me from the jump. Uh, second honorable mention, Tape You. Same reason for him uh, with Brain. I love the chorus on Tape You. Oh, nah. Uh, number mm-hmm. three, Stay Together. Number two, Provider. And number one, Run to the Sun yeah. uh, for me. Just, yeah. Banger on that one. It has everything in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All in there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like positioned perfectly. You know, it yes, stay yeah, together, it like being kind of close together. I'm like, yeah, that's like the perfect way to round out the album is yeah. like those being in the final four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out. Um, that yeah. was Jacob's pick yeah. for this week with uh, 2002's In Search of by N E R D. Uh, great Pharrell Williams project. We'll be right back to come. To you know, just about a year ago, and talk about Matt's pick. We'll be right back. It's what you spin in episode sixty-five. Let's go ahead and move it along. One second. And time travel. Now spinning. <laughs> we need like the clacker thing, like on the movie sets. Mm-hmm. Take two. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, time travel uh, from 2002 to 2023 uh, with my main man, Matt's pick for this week. What you got, man? Uh, you want to know, I went back to an earlier pick I first picked when I joined the cast uh, Depeche Mode, Memento More from last year, 2023. Uh, probably one of their last albums, maybe. Uh, it's just would... Dave and Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fletch passed away before this album was produced. Uh, some of the things that he contributed, I don't know if they were included on the album. Um, so it's kind of like a, a montage or like a send off to him. Mm-hmm. Um, this album, for me, like as far as their catalog goes, they've got a great catalog going back to the early 80s and beyond. I feel like a lot of the albums in the 90s and beyond were not, you know, recognized very well. Mm-hmm. I think this album represents Depeche Mode in a whole, as far as what this, the, the sound that they created. Um, and you can hear it on every song on here. It reminds me of Violator a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was impressed for just yeah. being them two and a couple other musicians. It's a great album. So yeah, mm-hmm. I have a lot to say about it. What do you guys think? I mean, it you you hit the you hit the nail on the head. It's uh, about as Depeche Mode. Like I feel like I feel like Violator. If you really think about it, you're correct because everything after Violator isn't good until you get to this. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. Uh, like Violator really being the peak of their catalog up until this came out, and even though it's just the two of them, you see them kind of go back to that formula uh, mm-hmm. from 1990, and you know. It's kind of funny, you know, like the way that I approach artists like Depeche Mode and, you know, like we just talked, you know, we talked about it like uh, Metallica and stuff. It's like, you know, when I hear that these type, like artists that have been around this long, when it's like, hey, they just put out a new album. I'm like, let's go ahead and fucking calm down. Yeah. Let's fucking chill for a second. You guys have been around for a while. Yeah. Like it's a lot of money. Everybody's like, go listen to it. I'm like, let's maybe not. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. We'll see. And this is the complete opposite of that kind of phenomenon that you see with, you know, this is their, what, 15th album or some shit? Yeah. Like, after, like mm-hmm. 15th albums aren't this good. Like, <laughs> it's wild how good this it doesn't is. doesn't happen. They don't even get to that many albums in artists. No. Like yeah. 15 albums? <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. Crazy. So this, this album is really, uh, is really just... A spectacle to think about you know it's like this is you know it's very sad to see you know that it is just the two of them left but the fact that they're they were able to retain that energy and everything is that and i was just captivated from uh the title track you know my cosmos is mine i was just immediately enthralled i was like what is this fucking album you know like that's it, a good track to talk about too we'll go back to that oh 100 percent, we will it's, uh but the just it immediately you know brings you back it's like oh this is this is Depeche Mode Mm -hmm. like this is everything I'm familiar with with these guys but it's a new twist on it you know everything's Mm -hmm. just a little bit more there's like a little bit more mystique to it a little bit and everything but it is because it is you know it does talk a lot about death and so it is very cryptic Mm -hmm. and you know very haunting but it's like at the end of the day it's a fucking Depeche Mode album Mm -hmm. Uh, in a damn good one at that, in my yeah. opinion. I, I think, and I feel like a lot of people might agree, if they've listened to this and some mm-hmm. of their other albums, probably one of their better, considering what, what Violator was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that whole time, and even the one that they did before this, that came out like in, what, 2018, mm-hmm. 2017? It wasn't that good. I didn't really like it. It was okay. Mm-hmm. I did listen to it. You know, But mm-hmm. this one, like, it's a lot more... It kind of feels like they're going back into their roots, but they're still keeping it new. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not just stuck in that past. Because there's a lot that's happened throughout that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with recently that passing, mm-hmm. um, it I imagine it's got to be hard on them. Mm-hmm. And for them to even come out with an album after it, um, I think says a lot. Exa- yeah, um, it really does. Because, you know, for the like the legacy that they've left behind as a group, mm-hmm. um, it says so much. And the themes and everything and some of the songs, um, they sound kind of haunting. But and at the end of the day, like, they're just expressing, like, just that whole journey that they've had. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything they've had that they've been doing with Depeche Mode. And it is a very, yeah, it's a very mm-hmm. Depeche Mode album. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about it, all the songs, so many songs on here that I kept going back to, uh, like 
Before We Drown, Never Let Go, uh, Ghosts Again. Like, mm. a lot of these yeah. songs, like, very deep meaning, I feel like, looking into the lyrics. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's very Depeche Mode, and mm. it's very good. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Depeche Mode as a band has been, you know, through a lot of different lineup changes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And even before Violator, uh, in 1995 is when Alan Wilder left. You know, which was after Violator, but he was a very important sound of that band. Mm-hmm. And I think after he left, that changed the dynamic altogether. Yeah, you get uh, albums like Exciter and like Sounds of the Universe, playing the Angel, which is a good album. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not that sound. Yeah. Um, so you can definitely feel that difference throughout their mm-hmm. progression. Yeah. Again, coming back to this album, I think it just. It brings it back to the sound of Depeche Mode in a whole. Mm-hmm. You've got Martin Gore uh, doing vocals again, which is great. Yeah. And you've got My Cosmos is Mine, which you brought up, which is talking about the Ukraine war. Yeah. Important things like that. Um, and again, this goes back to like mortality and death and like kind of a dark thing mm-hmm. to it. At the same time, Depeche Mode's always been about that. It's not mm-hmm. been a. It's not been a like happy yeah. momentous. Occasion. Violator doesn't make me feel good when no, I listen to it. It's a bleak. <laughs> it's a bleak sound. Yeah, and it's not a negative thing at all. I mm-hmm. think it's more of a, a relative thing to talk about things that are going on in the world mm-hmm. that are not in the United States. Honestly, yeah. you know, I think Depeche Mode's very good at that about talking about everything and just mm-hmm. you know bring it to light and being subtle about it. Like you don't mm-hmm. know unless you dive into lyrics and like look up things. Whether it's personal Jesus being about you know Elvis Presley, which you wouldn't think about, mm-hmm. little things like that, or my cosmos is mine being about the Ukraine war. Like you wouldn't think about that. Yeah. So I respect that about Depeche Mode. You know, being more lyrically prevalent than some bands are and talking about real world situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just you know laying it out there and like being like hey we're still here we're gonna make music mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and being able to tour with this album too says a lot mm-hmm. about that band and being able to do that at that age yeah. going out night after night and like I can't even imagine going out and performing 100% every night mm-hmm. you know and giving it your all and singing at the level they are you know yeah. even David Bowie did that at the end of his career like these guys are amazing musicians and I don't think they get enough appreciation no they don't and and it's something I'm glad that you brought up like the the age kind of thing like the fact that they're still doing it mm. to that level is because I looked into them and like I was looking at pictures of like pre-violator days mm-hmm. and you know like Martin Gore looking like a young David Bowie and shit mm-hmm. and being like dude this kid was full of lo-. like this kid was just like these guys were on top of the world and they were like 23 yeah. <laughs> and they had two amazing albums and they yeah. were like 25 years old yeah. it's like what the fuck crazy. and then it's like the fact that it's like by the time that uh, Depeche Mode was like on the average age of 28 they had completely defined an entire sound uh, for like the last half of the 80s mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like and then to come back when you're twice that age and completely revisit that sound and recapture it it's almost like it's almost like they when you know even though Alan Wilder left they something happened in 1990 where that sound went into a time capsule and then these two coming back together in 2023 like they managed to access that feel mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. energy from you know that early that late 80s early 90s Depeche Mode era and put it back out and it's like Jesus Christ like how did you do it you guys weren't doing yeah. it you guys weren't doing it this well for so long and then it's like 
they completely change the narrative the narrative of their career i feel like with this and then making like whether it be new fans or bringing old fans back in by mm-hmm. the sound like it's amazing like, i remember going into house of records and buying the the vinyl of this album and being like this album's good it's yeah. like yeah this album's actually good it's not like a depeche mode album. it's actually good yeah you know you make a new new fans is great you know we love it and they're like constantly still having that hunger to make new music yep like as they much could just as, stop uh, yeah as, right. the, yeah they have no reason to keep going <laughs> yeah, like with the catalog they have and you know the, the royalties the way their part. name yeah. has like they have no reason to make mm-hmm. music no. still but the fact that they're still doing it says a lot for our favorite artists like mm-hmm. if if they went away like yeah we'd miss him but as much as we love them like hearing new stuff it's still refreshing it's yeah. still something new mm-hmm. so the awesome. mode is the only uh band that i've ever listened to where i like bought every physical copy of everything they've ever besides vinyl like yeah. i bought every cd and like everything they've ever released Damn. i've never done that with another, another artist i don't know why it's been depeche mode but it's hey man something about their music does it for me too i don't you know, know. Yeah. like I kind of got into them a little later, but yeah, I mean, I don't blame you for picking for that happening it, to be it. They, they pick up on emotions, mm-hmm. um, and they're able to, you know, not capitalize, mm-hmm. but like they build upon that, and they're able yeah. to like express that from their own viewpoint, right? You know, mm-hmm. relate to the the public and mm-hmm. be like, yeah, we know what it's like walking in our shoes as a song they yeah. sing. Mm-hmm. Great example of that, like, yep, that's mm-hmm. what it is. So I appreciate that about a band when they can connect with their fans mm-hmm. lyrically, musically, and like just make it relevant to yeah. like we're just like you. We're not up here, right? We're right here. Mm-hmm. We're the same. That's how it should be. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. It's 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 a very valid point because it's like and also to kind of go back to it is they managed to keep they manage or sorry they managed to create kind of their own unique sound back in the day mm-hmm. and just continue to hit on that and it's like yeah something about it you know that weird synth that they do right. it does kind of make me it's like man this makes me a little bit melancholy and then the right. lyrics it's like mm-hmm. now I'm fully sad yeah no kinky dark you know (laughs) yeah but but, with the heroin addiction that all the band members went through you can you can feel that yeah like they're able to relate to the public in that sense we all go through our own you know battles with addiction or demons or life Mm. changes and like yeah i feel like lyrically they were able to show showcase that throughout their career and i appreciate that about a band where they're able to just connect with their fans um and keep it relative and not be yeah not be too disconnected from thank you like the average the average joe to kind of mm-hmm. say it that way you yep. know like they still you know they might have been on top of the world at one point they're kind of older but you know they can still write a good song about heartbreak or losing a good friend you mm-hmm. know so shout out to talk the about Pesh. relevant topics like a war going on in the world yeah mm-hmm. like to, and the fact that that's both of those things are very well represented on this album is is really something to to appreciate so yeah. Mm-hmm. hell yeah i'm glad that i was forced to listen to this because i don't know if i would have otherwise you know so thank you <laughs> top three though that's yeah if you would like to let's go ahead uh starting with honorable mention we've talked about this song a few times uh my cosmos is mine just because mm-hmm. the message behind it and being a title track uh just good Number three, Before We Drown, I feel like mm-hmm. that is Depeche Mode to a T. Like, 100%. if you were to take that song and put it back to 1999 Violator, it would fit that album just as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, I like Martin Gore. I like his vocals on some of the songs he's done. So, Soul With Me. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, number one, People Are Good. 
that yeah. that beat is just so good. Oh yeah, and, and that it's a good point too. Like mm-hmm. the whole lyric message behind that song, it's mm-hmm. like there it is. And like the half breakdown of the it does that heaven help me yeah. that just gets me every. I love that part of it. So I I do agree with you there. Uh, honorable mentions for me are uh, it was always you or always you and then people are good second honorable mention number three never let me go fantastic number two my cosmos is mine uh just that part where it just repeats no war no fear like it's just that's that kind of haunting jack skellington kind of energy that i that i love uh and the number one ghost again he's still got fucking pipes like he did back in the day man that vocal Mm -hmm. performance on that song is something else it's just yeah shout out yeah yeah, honorable mention. Uh, people are good, mm-hmm. and and then we didn't talk about it, but waging tongue. I really like that song too. We didn't talk about that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then top three, uh, never let me go. Before we drown, and then ghosts again too. That was that was my favorite that. song. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Ghosts again, fantastic track. Loved it. Um, and yeah, the whole album as a it was a real treat to listen to. So thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, exactly. And that was 2023's Memento More by Depeche Mode, which was Matt's pick for this week. We'll go ahead and put a big fat bow on it by wrapping up and talking about my pick for this week. It's What You Spin in episode 65. Hell yeah. Well, it's been it's been a great time talking about NERD and revisiting Depeche Mode. Shout out to episode 32 when we covered Violator, uh, their album from 1990. Uh, the first time we mentioned them. It's all I ever wanted. And all I ever needed is here in my arms. And all I ever wanted was to bring up this album, which is 2017's Thousand Mile Stare by Incendiary. Some great New York hardcore uh you know shout out to random comedy podcasts that yeah i was gonna say how do you find these guys so i am very very into you know stand-up comedy and so they're you know therefore i listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and uh, these two comedians ian finance and jordan jensen have a podcast called being ian with jordan uh and they're both huge into hardcore music and they had Rob Nobile, the guitarist, and uh, Dan Lamely, or Lamelli, the drummer from Incendiary on. Oh, like, cool. they're huge Incendiary fans. They have a tattoo of the product of New York. Like, they both have got matching tattoo oh. tattoos of that coffin logo. Um, and I, li- I was listening to their podcast and saw they were on, and I was like, I don't know who the fuck Incendiary is, but cool, we'll listen to it. And... I liked it and you know I was like oh they have like good banter like these guys are kind of funny you know let me listen to their music and they had just put out their they put out an album last year as well Mm -hmm. in 2023 and I for some reason I was like fuck that what do they got I was like what did they put out before that Mm -hmm. and so I landed on this and the rest is history I (laughs) I said forget about uh their most recent one Went back and listened to it. It is a banger as well. Um, but I, yeah, I just hopped right over that. Went to Thousand Mile Stare. And yeah, I just couldn't get enough of it. So shout That's out cool. to some random ass podcast. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. 
I could not get enough of it either, man. Yeah. I think I listened to your album the most. And I liked your album the most, even out of mine. I didn't like my... I wasn't listening to mine as much as I was listening to yours. Um, really good. Real hardcore. Uh, I love that about the genre. That it kind of feels like, in a way, there is, but there isn't structure. Like, mm. it kind of jumps through sections, and there's different parts, and there's breaks, and sometimes they're harder, sometimes it's slower. Mm-hmm. But it's just like just goes by, dude. Like you, yeah. I listened to the album twice when I was it's working fast. out through the it's full so hour. Fast, yeah, man. it's really fast, and it's like what twenty five, twenty seven. Yeah, it, it's like it's really short. Mm-hmm. Each track, it's there is it's all killer, no filler. Mm-hmm. Like everything on the album is super good. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't PR, but I had amazing workouts. <laughs> I had amazing workouts. I had fantastic workouts. <laughs> So thank you. Of really, course. really, really, really thank you. Of course. No, it's it's something else, man. Uh, but what do you what do you think? Lyrically, I was amazed. Like he mm-hmm. sounds like Zach from Rage, and I was oh, yeah. off a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, what am I listening to? But like technically, it's like a tech death rage. Like it just is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, musically, it's you know it's got everything into it. Uh, drumming, bass, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept going back to his vocals because I felt like his lyrics were very prominent and mm-hmm. uh, meaningful in yeah. a sense. Um, I felt like this album was very like, I don't know, you could put it on when you're working out, you could put it on when you're driving, you could put it on at any time. Like it, it inspired me in a way. Like yeah. It didn't make me aggressive at all. Um, and I appreciate that about heavy music when, when I'm able to listen to it and like, like unwind a little bit. Yeah. This mm-hmm. album all week did that for me to a T. And that was great. Yeah. It, I'm glad that you say that because I think it's like the earworm riffs, you know? It must like, be. I don't know. It's mm, that, yeah. Like you start out the album with just like that slow fade in of that like feedback. You know, but then mm-hmm. songs like Hanging from the Family Tree start out and it's like every time that song would come on and I was driving, like by the third time I heard it, I knew the riff. Cause I would just be driving and I'd be like, da 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 like singing, just like doing that along to the riff. Cause I'm like, the the music part of it outside of the lyrics, the lyrics are catchy mm-hmm. enough, but the music to it is just such an earworm to me that I was like, dude, I couldn't get that just that intro to hanging from the family tree. That riff is just anytime I hear it, I'm like, like I can't help but like just sing along to it. It's insane, and then the breakdowns are nasty like it's just yeah. the whole thing top to bottom like there's not a single moment that doesn't just captivate you and it's 10 songs over 27 minutes it's insane so which fast. is nuts yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any and when a band sense. is able to like round out the album with a song like poison mm-hmm. i think that like encapsulates everything on that album song wise mm-hmm. and to throw that on as your last song it was just it was so good I was like this should have been on before that but I get it right mm-hmm. it was such a good way to end the album and mm-hmm. I, I love when bands are able to do that and find their sound and find a song like let's put this at the very end yeah yeah. like because it'll, it'll have them come right back to the beginning and that's what mm-hmm. I did and after I heard that I was like fuck dude why is it and so I went back to it yeah. and kept going back and back right it's the only time that Thousand Mile Stairs even said is the opening line to that it, to the or is the opening line to Poison is got a thousand mile stair looking back and it's like Jesus like we didn't hear those three mm-hmm. words and that's the title of the album we didn't hear that at all mm-hmm. and uh, 
Yeah, just that drum intro, that fast pace. I want to see these guys live. That yeah. would be an insane show. Oh I wouldn't want to be in that mosh pit. I'd just stand back and watch. But, man, <laughs> Dude, I was, cool to see. I was interested and I was looking at a couple of different videos of their live shows. Mm-hmm. Nuts, dude. Yeah. Yeah, nuts. There's just like a hole in like the middle, and they have people in the front, but people will like run across the stage, and like <laughs> yeah. they're performing, they're playing their guitars, and then you just have five people just jump up on stage and run across and dive, and like <laughs> they're punching and kicking and shit. I'm like, dude, yes, yeah, <laughs> I want to be there. Like it's insane, and it's really cool, and I don't know if that's just the genre or what, but mm-hmm. like they can do that, like they're okay with people coming up as on long stage. as the fans are respectful of course yeah yeah they have to you know not get in their way not hit someone with a guitar Don't mess but with the performer yeah. it seems mm-hmm. like they're all respectful and in yeah. a way sure they're like throwing punches and kicks but they're not like purposely mm-hmm. right yeah. aiming yeah. for people mm-hmm. or you know diving into a crowd of just like you know a little bundle of this short little person like yeah they're right. all respectful of it, mm-hmm. what they're doing and that's cool i like that it's like camaraderie in a way Mm-hmm. It is, um, yeah. It brings that circle together. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But so I was like, these live shows look fucking killer, dude. Yeah, and it is like it's a it's an aggressive but respectful environment, especially within like this scene, particular with like this kind of music, mm-hmm. is because a lot of them are like straight edge, like completely sober, like you know, Jay chilling. Like the most that they'll do is smoke cigarettes, and so they're like, hey man, it's all good. Like mm-hmm. these hardcore shows, it's always said like it's hilarious because they'll be like. What's up? My name is Cattle Cattle Killer eighty eight, and uh, this show is sponsored by Baby Sheep Farm out in yeah. Kalispell, <laughs> California. And it's like, damn, you guys are playing like the most aggressive music, but this is like a PETA approved yeah. show or something. <laughs> like, you guys are a bunch of vegans. Like, it doesn't make sense, and you guys like aren't hammered. It's so yeah. funny, and then like the fans like are kind of the same way, uh, and just like to go back to the music of this it's wild you know thinking about it like front toward enemy songs like that where the riff is the main riff throughout that song is basically like if you look at any other genre any other artist that would be a breakdown riff Mm -hmm. like it would just be okay we're gonna do this for 30 seconds of our song and then we're gonna move on from it they're like no let's do the opposite and build a whole song around this da 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 and it's like Mm -hmm. Even a track like The Product Is You. Like, yeah. Lyrically, like, that is so important. And, like, mm-hmm. the way they throw that out there on the album is just, like, yeah. the music they blend with that. I don't know. It's... If you listen to that song lyrically, like, mm-hmm. unless... If you don't get it, you don't get it. But, like, right. fuck yeah. me. Like, yeah. Lyrically, they do have, like, very... Um, what's the word? It, it's very progressive, some of the things. Yeah, their lyrics. Very progressive. Mm-hmm. I love this album, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you guys do. It is it's impressive from start to finish. You know, uh, like I played even like what would be considered like the deep cuts. I feel like Poison is one of those. Like you know, because it's at the end of the album. Mm-hmm. I it's definitely not in like their Spotify top five. It's one of my personal favorites. But yeah. my like hard truths cut both ways. That's a song I played earlier. Like there's lines where it's like even the sharpest sword will eventually rust and it's like Jesus Christ like there's one liners throughout and you know it's like Mm -hmm. clearly talking about it's it almost makes too much sense that he sounds like Zach from Rage is because the lyrical content is very much the same you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's like hey 
kind of crazy that like music like this can be relevant in two different times. You know, right. maybe shit really hasn't. Hey, I that's not what we do on this podcast. Maybe shit hasn't changed since the nineties. Okay, <laughs> right. that's all I'm saying. Um, but um, he keeps it more relevant to the, the mm-hmm. U.S. Though I think for like, yeah. his lyrics. For sure. content, yeah, it's like all over the place. Yeah, Zach was. Shit, rap- we don't even know about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zach was. That should happen. Thanks, Zach. Okay, I'll go look into that. Yeah, fuck. I don't yeah. think I knew about Fidel Castro yeah. until I heard <laughs> Bulls on Parade. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cuba's got a whole thing going. Yeah. On. Jesus. Okay, <laughs> Where's sorry. that again? Yeah, but sorry. um, yeah, man. I'm so glad that you guys liked it because I was like, <sighs> again, I was trying to get myself last episode. I was trying to get myself to not bring this up. I was like, I've been kind of on a heavy streak. Let me pull out of it, and then I was like, "No, I gave in," because uh, this album, I think it, I think it's fantastic. I think it deserves this recognition and so much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Incendiary. I wish they would. To- I wish they would tour more and come to you know maybe the West Coast. They kind of cool. they kind of stick to their East Coast. Shout out. I do love you know hometown boys though. You know, hey, they're like, hey, we love we New love York. floater. Yeah, we Man, love floater. We so hey. I feel like we might have discovered like Long Island's floater to where we might <laughs> never get to see these guys yeah, live, but somehow we found the East Coast equivalent to floater, which is kind of <laughs> sick. Cool. Um, but with all that being said, uh, I'll go ahead and start us off. Top threes, honorable mentions for me: Poison, that drum intro with that droning guitar riff, and then got a thousand miles stare looking back. Uh, second honorable mention: Front Toward Enemy, uh, that oncoming war breakdown at the end. Holy hell. Too nice. Uh, number three, Factor Fiction. I feel like that's kind of a slept-on nice. song. It's got a really uh, like thrash-slash-speed metal kind of breakdown in it that I really like. Number two, Hanging from the Family Tree. Uh, that riff will just be in my head for the rest of my life. And number one, Hard Truths Cut Both Ways. Fantastic song, great lyrics. Incendiary. Check them out. Okay. Wow. I almost have the same top three as you, but I'll change it. No, keep it. Uh, honorable mention, uh, Poison. Also, mm-hmm. when you... That was also kind of one that I swept, swept under the rug initially. Mm-hmm. And when you brought it up again, I'm like, let me listen to it. It's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Soul Burning. I love that as an intro track. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, number three, uh, Front Toward Enemy. Mm-hmm. Love that song, and that song on their shows when I was looking at the videos was probably the hypest, mm-hmm. one of the hypest. Uh, number two, hanging from the family tree, also. Yep. Um, and then my favorite song was No Purity. No Purity. That's a great track. Great. Before I dive into my top three, listen to this band. Like, if you like hardcore of any of any kind, like listen to this band. They're great. Like, you'll become a fan instantly. All right. I don't mention. Sorry. Sell Your Cause, uh, yep. number three, The Product Is You, lyrically, amazing, and that mm-hmm. track shreds, that's fucking great. Uh, it's number amazing. two, No Purity, and then, like the boys were saying, number one, Poison, like I yeah. kept coming back to it, like it rounded out the album for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this band is great, I'm going to dive into their catalog a little bit more, and if they ever come to Eugene or Portland, we should go. Yes. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you guys liked this as much as I did. Um, but that was... Incendiary's Thousand Mile Stare from 2017, which was my pick for this episode 65 of What You Spinning. We'll be right back to let you know what's coming next time. Uh, but for now, it's What You Spinning, episode 65. See ya.
Um, but let's go ahead and tell the folks what's coming up for episode 66 of What You Spin In. And we go in the order that we talked about today's content with. So that means my main man, Jake, you're up, pal. Yeah. Hit him with it. Been a while since we touched on this genre, but... Oh, I like it. Superfly. Nice. Uh, Curtis Mayfield, 72. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to need to rewatch the movie just to... <laughs> Get like the back scenes from the movie. Scenes from the movie. Yeah, scenes from the movie. I love it. Pretty cool. Soundtrack goes to it is phenomenal. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah. Maybe um, we do a little content. Maybe we sit and watch it together. Oh, that's an idea. Yeah, that cool. could be an idea. I like that. Um, uh, if if not next, or not if not when we cover it, we make that a thing. We'll make that a thing somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but sounds great. Superfly, yep. Curtis Mayfield. What you got? You know how we like to spin the genres. Uh, complete opposite. 1989 Ministry. The mind is a terrible thing to taste. I'm going to see Ministry and Gary Newman in a couple weeks at the McDonald's. Oh, yes. So wanted to bring this album up because this is the best album that they ever made, in my opinion. Hell yeah. Ministry. The mind is a terrible thing to taste. Ministry. I was going to ask you about that. I saw that ad- that show advertised recently. Or, like, saw the poster for it, and I was like, oh, shit, Matt's going to that. Are you stoked or what? Yeah, I'm going to sit with Heath from OCCU. He's, him and his friends have a section. There, like, I'm, like, right in the middle of them. Are you serious? Oh, That's I just sick. bought one ticket. <laughs> nice. On the balcony, awesome. just watching it all. Oh, man. That's so sick, man. I'm glad that... That's awesome, dude. He's, he's cool. He's, he's cool. cool. Yeah, and Gary, Gary Newman and I've already seen Gary and met him in person. Great guy. It'd be good <laughs> to see yeah. ministry. I've been on my bucket list. Yeah. Know. Uh, who are, so you're more excited for ministry yeah. this time around hell yeah that'll be sick uh, and third up is me uh, I'm going away from the ag- aggressive stuff Ooh. as far as like metal goes but I guess there's some ax- aspects of this that can be considered aggressive I'm going with 2014's Wolf Girl by Machine Girl uh, some like industrial beats and breaks type stuff uh, really experimental really out there um there's a couple nice. of just fantastic songs on there. I, I just want to talk about it. It's a very, I think it's worth talking about. Like it's cool. interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me. So I want to get your guys' pick on it or opinion on it. Um, but yeah, this Sweet. is going to be great. Curtis Mayfield, fantastic. Ministry, Rocks, Wolf, uh, Machine Girl, fantastic. Um, and all three of those are all over the fucking place <laughs> yeah, as far as are. genre goes. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's going to be badass. Uh, but Maybe anyway. Typical episode. What you spinning, baby? Yeah. That is. That is kind of the thing around mm-hmm. here, huh? But uh, anyway, Matt, thanks for hosting. Anytime. Jacob, thanks for coming as always. Thank you both for always wanting to be a part of this. We're almost two years into this. Holy cow. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about that a little bit more once we get closer to it. But for now, this has been What You Spin in Episode 65. Shout out Dimebag. Shout Peace out Dimebag. R.I.P. Uh, go ahead and find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify at What You Spin in. Uh, if you're seeing this, you know how to spell it. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, go ahead and follow me personally on Instagram at Dorian Dilly at Vinyl Tables over there, and then just at What You Spinning. Uh, anyway, we'll catch you next time. I'm Dorian. That's Jake. That's Matt. Peace out. Stay cool. Stay warm. Stay hydrated.